0: The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. At that time, Jesus withdrew to the region of Tyre and Sidon. And behold, a Canaanite woman of that district came and called out, Have pity on me, Lord, son of David. My daughter is tormented by a demon. But he did not say a word in answer to her. His disciples came and asked him, Send her away, for she keeps calling out after us. He said in reply, I was sent only to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. But the woman came and did him homage, saying, Lord, help me. He said in reply, It is not right to take the food of the children and throw it to the dogs. She said, Please, Lord, for even the dogs eat the scraps that fall from the table of their masters. Then Jesus said to her in reply, O woman, great is your faith. Let it be done for you as you wish and her daughter was healed from that hour." The Gospel of the Lord. Some may say that we live in a very unique time. The reality is we live in the same time as people that we hear about in the Gospel lived, just with a different face, different color, different paint, whatever I was trying to get to. It's the exact same problems over and over again. It's the exact same realities over and over again. We just got a facelift. And and in particular, we live in a, we live in this uniqueness of time where things are so quickly and so radically expressed that there's no time to process, there's no time to think really. I can't tell you how often in the last four years I have been reminded by many different types of people that I am privileged. Let's look at the qualities. I'm white. I'm a man. i uh, That's all I can think of, really. I'm Catholic, but that's not really a privilege. That's a gift. Anyway, because of that, my life should be glowing, should be gleaming, should be perfect. And there's all these groups out here like, I'm a minority. I deserve, to, I deserve to be seen and heard. And it's like, actually the reality is, we're all humans. And all humans, whether you're white, black, any creed, gender, there's only two, um, It should be respected and dignified because you're a child of God. Like that's, that's the one thing our faith constantly comes back to. I'm so grateful for that. But in this story, we hear about the Canaanite woman, you know, we know the Canaanites and the Jews, they didn't get along, Canaanites were considered less, all this stuff. And this line that she talks about, about dogs receiving the scraps, it's quite intriguing. Because we would think, oh, as we're, as the privileged people, we're the chosen people of God. Our lives are overflowing with graces. Well, that means that those graces that overflow you need to go and benefit other people. That's, that's what this woman's really getting at here. The idea that the gifts of God that are given to the children of Israel are so much so that actually the leftovers go to everyone else. And Jesus reminds us in the gospel that he wasn't just called for them. Which is odd because right here he says, like, I came only for them. And then later on he says, no, actually I came for all of you. It's like, Jesus, make up your mind. You're the son of God. You can do what you want. It's fine. But there's a truth that in the, in the gifts that we have been given, the opportunities that are before us, how are we taking them to benefit others? And that's, that's what you hear often. You know, when People say, well, use your privilege for the benefit of other people. Okay. I can freely celebrate Mass today and not worry about someone coming in here and trying to kill all of us. That's a privilege, that we get to pray in peace. I can walk through these streets. Granted, I've been walking these streets. I don't think anyone's ever seen a priest here in Wabash before. Like, I would literally walk up and down there like, who's that? I'm like, don't get in a crash. I'm not, it's funny. It's so funny. But I can walk these streets without fear of anyone attacking me. So how do I take the gifts that are present to me to give them away to others? How, how do I take even the simplicity of like the fact that I have running water, electricity, access to food, and let that become a benefit? It's like, well we need to do mission work, we need to do all this stuff, like perhaps, absolutely, but where is it most powerful? It comes back to our prayer. Our Prayer is our most powerful tools so our most powerful gift we have. Uh, if you haven't noticed the last few days, we've had a, a beautiful sister here, visiting from Illinois. Uh, and it's been such a great joy because she's just, was, she was in North Manchester, or, yeah, North Manchester on retreat, and she was coming here for Mass. And so yesterday, I said, Sister, do you want to pray in the church and have adoration? She said, I'd love that. I was like, you get to be our first adorer. I'm so excited. Same thing today, like, you all came in, we had adoration going on. Because of her gift, of her willingness to be here, to be present, that prayer is so powerful. We have to think about how we can use our prayer because it's like I've met with a lot of people when I was at St. Vincent, especially older people, They're like ah, I just can't do as much. I'm like actually what you do is way more important than what a lot of the young people are doing because you're taking the time to go and pray. That's how the Perpetual Adoration Chapel works up there. It is filled with slots of retirees. <laughs> And so that same gift is what we have as an opportunity at St. Bernard's that, yes, we are privileged in so many ways. Thanks be to God. But that privilege has to become then a benefit of those who are not as easily seen or known or heard. And maybe that does call us to go and serve at a food pantry. maybe it does call us to go and and assist in um, building a house or or any other uh, missionary type focus. Corporal work of mercy, really. But where it comes into easily for everyone is prayer. Our prayer is a gift from God to be given away to others. And so the great joy is to think about today, either an individual you know, or think about a situation in the world and say, that's what I want to offer my Mass for today. I want to offer my Mass for women who are struggling with the the contemplation of abortion. Okay, I want to pray for for those in the world who don't have a safe place to go to celebrate Mass. Okay, I want to pray today, I want to offer my Mass today for those who have never met Jesus. Love that, right? We can say, I want to offer my Mass today for my family who's left the church. Okay, do it. Our prayer is powerful, amen? You're going to start to learn to talk when I talk. It's okay, we'll get there. I'm, I'm easing you into it. But our prayer is powerful, and so, like, that's the thing. Um, Like, the Mass has an intention today. That's what I offer the Mass for. But there are 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21. 21 people! That's a lot! I love it! That's 21 Mass intentions. It's 21 prayers going out into the world today. Because of the privilege we have to celebrate Mass freely. So this going take a, we're going to take maybe 15-20 seconds, ponder that, and then when we get to the, the prayers of the faithful, when we get to the end, like any of those intentions, that's when, we want to, that's when we want to bring that to the Lord, and if you want to visually even do it, like visually place that on the altar.